If you will, be so kind. Turn your Bibles, if you will. I got two passages of Scripture for you tonight or this afternoon, and I, I, I promise I'm not going to be long. Uh, let's go to Revelation chapter number 3, and then we're going to go to St. Luke uh, chapter number 9. I'm going to try to pull these together if you'll allow me to. When you have it, say amen. Revelations 3 and 8 says, I know thy works, and behold, I have set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. St. Luke chapter number 9, verse 58. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man had no, not where to lay his head. He said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another said also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me go bid them farewell, which are at my home, at my house. Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back his back is fit for the kingdom of God. You may be seated. I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Won't you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, we are walking through an open door. Look at your neighbor and say, walk through. The open door. It's interesting because when you think about what is going on today, we see some of the most unusual things happening than, to be honest with you, that we have ever seen before. The times are so strange that even some people in the church have become distracted and haven't fallen into a slowful state of living. In other words, many people today have made their mind up that it's better to watch church than to be in the church. Oh, I'm talking to somebody, and I ain't going to be long. They make every excuse of why you can't come into the church, but they don't make an excuse to go to the supermarket or to the mall. Mm. Maybe that's only in Michigan. I'm in Wisconsin. I don't know. It's sad because, to be honest with you, the distractions were supposed to come. They are designed so that the church can be, watch this, be filtered out. Because it says, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, but narrow and few there be that find it. In other words, once you're saved, the only way you know you're saved is when you have gone through a test or a trial without giving up. And the more trials and tests that you go to the, through, the stronger you become. 
and you realize that you've got some power, but the reality of it is you're not as strong as you think you are because there's always something God can put on you to make you wonder whether or not you're capable of making it. This slowful type of living has created full, uh, uh, they're full of excuses, lack of understanding, their pride is up. They're covetous and hatred, hate, and they're full of hatred. In other words, when we look around, this is those perilous times that everybody wants something from God, but nobody wants to give God anything. Everybody wants what you have, but nobody wants to work like you work. Everybody, if you will, thinks that they're more than they are, and the reality of it is they fall short even in their own book. They set resolutions and don't keep them past the 2nd of January. We're such a terrible time to be honest with you where to be honest and be frank. People who say they live by faith live more by feelings than they do by faith. If I feel like getting up and going to church, I'll get up. If I feel like praying, I'll pray. If I feel like reading my Bible, I'll read my Bible. If I feel like telling you praise the Lord, I'll say praise the Lord. But the Bible says faith has to have some works. So if I'm going to have faith, I got to put my feelings aside and open up my mouth and say, praise the Lord. I got to get on my knees and I've got to pray. If my faith is going to grow, I've got to move beyond my emotion and move by faith, knowing that what I don't see, God is yet able to still bring it to pass. Can somebody say amen? Man, so much so that people now are more sensitive than they've ever before, sensitive over nothing. There was a time when you used to say sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Today, if somebody look at you strange, you fall out and get in the fetal position and cry. Am I in the right church? Am I saying something that makes sense? It's, it, it's sad. It is sad that, that, that somebody can look at you and now you got an attitude thinking they don't like you. It may mean that your, your, your button is open in the middle part of your shirt and they're just like, that's kind of strange. Maybe that's new fashion. I'm just asking. I don't know. Maybe you did, you got a piece of paper in your hair. Anybody ever walked out and didn't realize something was attached to them and then a man realized and you laughed it off? But now when folk give you instruction and try to encourage you to help you understand that there are some things that are just not right, you got a problem with that. But the Bible says, uh, uh, in, in, in other words, a fool will not adhere to instruction. The reality of it is I am not calling people out their name, but there's a whole lot of foolish folk walking in the street. And God forbid there might be some in the church. I ain't going to get no amen. But can I help you here? That's why the Bible said that the, Jesus told them, let the wheat grow with the tare. In other words, you're going to have somebody sitting on the same row with you. And I'm not talking about the person sitting next to you right now. But somebody going to be next to you to help you be right. You ought to tell your neighbor, thank you. You ought to tell your neighbor, thank you. Amen. Thank you for helping me get right. Thank you for helping me stay right. Thank you for helping me get ready to walk through an open door. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 This, if you will, has caused uh, uh, people, if you will, to get become so sensitive to things and desensitized to sin. In other words, everything is okay. I wish I had somebody grew up in the 50s. 
Somebody grew up in the 60s. Amen. Amen. I, that, there was stuff we, we just didn't do. And now I, it, you didn't even have to be saved not to do it. You just didn't do it. I ain't going to get no help in here. Amen. You didn't have to be saved. You just didn't do it. Amen. You just didn't do some stuff. Now everything is all right. I wish I had a witness in here. You should I, I should I maybe I should go no I don't need to go there y'all already know that that just stuff you just didn't do stuff that was just out of character for anybody we understood what was wrong we realized two wrongs don't make a right and we don't need I ain't gonna get no help in here but we don't need politicians making law that God already established I've come to realize I've come to realize that if we ain't careful, we're going to fall victim to some things and God is not going to be pleased. He said, oh, foolish Galatians, who would bewitch you? Lord, have mercy. In other words, you already knew the truth. Why then would you follow something that didn't come from my word? Lord, have mercy. Amen. I want everybody to understand. Amen. And ask, ask the question to take. Amen. Things from as if it's a personal attack. Too many times we take things too personal. In other words, we've got to get a man like old folk used to say some thick skin. You got to be like a duck. When folks say something, let it run off. Amen. Everything ought not to stick to you. Everything somebody say shouldn't be there to hold you down. You ought to know that I am baptized. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I am sanctified. I may not be what you think I ought to be, but I'm right where God wants me to be, and I'm going to give God the praise while I can. Amen. Amen. The reality of it is that yet many of us in the church, the body of Christ, have allowed circumstances to impact our thoughts about who we are in Christ. Man, many people during the pandemic, and we like to talk about it, but I'm going to just touch on it. Many people who were, who, who, who talked about, amen, went to, I think it was, uh, Second Chronicles 714 or First Chronicles 714. That, that's what, that, that was the, that was the message in May. Everybody was preaching the same message, same text. But by June, wasn't nobody preaching nothing. Everybody had shut down. Everybody had gone into hibernation. But I just thought I would ask the question, I don't think you stopped preaching in your pulpit. I didn't stop preaching in mine. But guess what? God let everybody make it through. Some didn't make it, but some did. But the Bible said, blessed are they that die in the Lord. Good God from Zion. I don't know why the church so so afraid of death. That is what we work for, to go past death to life. You ought to tell somebody the door is open. Tell somebody the door is open. It ain't shut yet. Because once he shut the door, can't nobody get in. Lord have mercy. Amen. Too many people in the church begin to allow, if you will, things to impact them. And the only reason they bless the Lord is because the government sent them a check. Amen. But I bless the Lord even when the check didn't come. Somebody ought to say amen. Everybody ought to give God praise. 
Amen. There ought to be a time when we ought to give God praise when there ain't no money. We ought to give God praise when the, watch this, when there ain't nothing but a, uh, uh, just a can of beans and some rice and a little piece of fat back. I ain't getting no help in here. Amen. You ought to just give God praise if you grew up like I grew up. If you didn't have much, if roaches were your friend and God put you in the house where you ain't got nothing, you ought to thank God for giving you what he's done. You ought to tell God, thank you. For the open door. Too many times our mindset and now is so triggered. Amen. That if somebody does something wrong, we run in and hiding. But I just want everybody to know that if all of a sudden, if every church would just shut off, amen, their Facebook lives and their YouTubes and see how many folk would come to church. Amen. Maybe we made it too comfortable. I ain't going to get no help in here. Maybe I made it too comfortable with Facebook and uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube and all of that. Maybe I made it too comfortable. Maybe the Lord is checking me say, maybe on Easter Sunday, don't 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 do a live broadcast. Just tell everybody if you come in the house, that's what service is. Maybe at Christmas won't be no live broadcast. Come to church. I ain't getting no help in here. Because if God got a door that is open, then these doors ought to be open. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Amen. Therefore, whether we realize it or not, what happened is we began to trust in social systems. Amen. So, so much so that, uh, if you will, the social system almost became biblical. Uh, if, if, if something wasn't going right, folk complaining about, they wasn't getting this check, wasn't getting that check. But if God is your paymaster, you know he supply every need. Good God from Zion. Amen. And not only that, we had all types of other stuff going on. We got folk running around talking about canceling culture and talk about uh, uh, acronyms that don't make sense that divided the church and is still dividing the church. In other words, the church has got caught up in a, in a system that we don't even belong in. When he talked about spiritual wickedness in high in high places we got to be careful and I'm talking to everybody yes we have a responsibility but we got to be careful with how we allow our our personal feelings to infiltrate and mess with our spiritual walk Lord have mercy ah uh, I know I know what it's like too many times a man the church has become divided only because if you will the system that uh, the, the church can't be divided because it's the only system of equality and unity that truly exists. The church is the only resource that people can come in and be changed. The church is the only place where somebody who's blind can receive their sight. Somebody who's in darkness can find light. Somebody who's broken can be healed. The church is the only place. And if the church is divided, tell me what's going to happen. Lord, help us. If the foundations fall, Lord, where shall the righteous run in? I, I want to know if there anybody in here that know that God, if you will, got an open door for the world today. Come on and shout glory. Hallelujah. 
Amen. I want us all to understand, amen, that we must be careful that we don't fall into that trap. Saints must be extremely careful not to allow themselves to become, if you will, the pawns in a chess game that we're already the winners. We should not be expendable or think of ourselves as if, amen, we have no value. I want you to understand that every soul in this house and every soul on every corner in every city, every soul in every hamlet, every village, and every city and every town, saved or unsaved, has value. How and why? Because Jesus died for the world. And if I am a recipient of the benefits of his death, don't you think that everybody around you deserves an opportunity to taste of the goodness of the Lord? Somebody ought to shout glory. Amen. The reality of it is, is that many of us have gotten to the point in the church, amen, that the system has divided us, amen, and brothers and sisters are caught up in this strange behavior that we smile in each other's face, but we stab each other in the back. Amen. It's almost like the temptations. If you were, if you weren't saved, you would remember this song. It's a world is a ball of confusion. Now, in other words, but I know the God I serve is not the author of confusion. Now, so you ought to look across the aisle and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, yeah, let us walk through the door. Yeah, let us walk through the door. Let us walk through with power and strength and anointing. Now, amen. The Lord is very specific. He is very, if you will, uh, uh, specific in his instructions. In both the scripture, we see promise and expectation. Now, when we look, if you will, uh, at, uh, at what the Lord is talking about in the book of Revelations, uh, when he talks about it, he's telling us some things. Uh, in other words, he says that, uh, 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 if you will, though you are, have little strength. Uh, in other words, that little strength means so much more. I already know what you do. I'm not blinded by the work that you do. I'm not blinded, if you will, by the uh, uh, energy that you put forth. And it is reproved because the strength that you have brings some grace with it. In other words, it opens, if you will, a door of grace and faith. Not a door of opportunity, but a door to get to know him better. Don't you remember what Jesus Jesus said, I am the door to the sheepfold. How can you come to the Father but by me? You've got to come to me and go through me to know who the Father is. Can somebody shout glory if you will? In other words, if you understand the true grace, it is not weak because true grace is a divine, if you will, appropriation. It is where Christ accepts your little strength and then what he does, he satisfies you with some grace and then the grace that comes and gives you strength, it fortifies the strength you have and when the devil thought he was going to knock you over you look at him in the eye and say Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I should give up, but I'm not going to give up because because God is too good to me. Do I have a witness in the here? 
good God from Zion. Amen. The reality is you don't rest on that moment because what happens is many times people begin to rest on their past victory. Amen. I'm reminded of the man that built the new bonds and sat back and say, so take thine ease. In other words, my brothers and my sister, the last victory you had prepared you for the next battle that you're getting ready to go into. The last, the last thing that you overcame is preparing you for the next triumph that is coming your way. So don't get comfortable in your rest. Don't get comfortable in this place where you are. Because too many times, if you will, people are always looking at how they're going to get around God. But I want you to know that there's no way to get around him. You've got to go through him. You've got to follow him. And so this is what Jesus told them. The man said, Lord, I follow you wherever thou goest. And Jesus looked at him and said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. And I just come to encourage you, Pastor Brownie, to let you know that I know ministry, godly ministry cost you something. Everybody don't understand the cost. You will not always have what you deserve to have. But you keep on forging ahead. You may not have as much as you'd like to have. But you keep on praising God. Somebody ought to shout glory in here. Hallelujah. Good God from Zion. So the promise was, he said, I know your works. In other words, I know the good you do. And I know the bad that you do. Because my eyes are in every place. Beholding the evil and the good. It is one thing about me. Is I don't hold the bad against you. Because when you ask me to forgive you, I separate it from you. As far as the east is from the west. Then I give you power not to do it again. The next thing he says, that now I've set before you an open door. In other words, if you're willing to walk through it, you're going to experience some things. In other words, you're not going to be the same if you cross the threshold of the door. Somebody ought to say, yes, Lord. Have you ever been in a situation where the only way to get what you wanted was to walk through your boss's door and tell your boss exactly how you felt and you stood at the door you say I got to go in if I don't go in I'm not going to get what I want so you walk through the door and you say I just thought I'd tell you that I've been doing a really good job but things have not been fair toward me the people coming in make more than I make the people that's coming in do less than I do and I'm just coming to let you know, are you willing to give me a raise? The boss said, hold on just a second. You coming to ask me for more money? Yes, sir, I am. But I don't see you doing this or that. But because you came, I ain't getting no help in here. Sometimes you got to be willing to cross the threshold and ask the Lord for what you need. Ask God for what you want. 
You say, Lord, you promised you never leave me nor forsake me. Lord, you promised to uphold me when I'm weak. Lord, you promised to keep me when I feel like I'm going to fall. And Lord, I know I may not be able to come in here, but because you're so gracious, I come to ask you for some help. And the Lord gives you strength. And your boss gives you a raise. Anybody ever been there? So the promise uh, was that I got a door uh, that no man can shut. Uh, the reality of it is, uh, is that the excitement of serving God uh, is people having to experience uh, a move of God. Uh, that desire uh, that will set you apart from the crowd. Uh, in other words, uh, too many of us uh, forgot about those experiences uh, that we had with God uh, that separated us from the crowd. That made us special. And we forget to remind ourselves about that day when God brought us out and changed our mind. You ought to tell God, I'm walking through this door. You didn't bring me out for me to stay outside the door. You brought me out of sin to experience everything about you. So tell your neighbor, walk through. The open door. Good God from Zion. But we walk around with entitlements. Feeling that if good seeking, if you will, a level of respect from God. But we refuse to acknowledge that God has done all the work. You ought to just tap, 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 pat yourself and say, guess what? You ain't done much, but God has done more work than you. You ought to tell yourself every day, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I would not be here. But because of how great he is. When I think about his promises, I get excited about what he can do. When I look at what he's done for me, I get excited about what he's going to do. The other thing is, is we got to be careful of the distractions because the Lord wanted them to know in the book of Luke, somebody wanted to bury their dead. Somebody wanted to bid somebody farewell. Somebody, if you will, wanted to go and do some other things. He said, let me tell you something. Let the dead bury their dead. He said, you follow me. He said, don't worry about them. You follow me. You ought to touch your neighbor say, there's an open door. We got to walk through it. You got to walk through it. You can't walk you can't go in uh, any kind of way. You got to walk through that door uh, while the door is yet open. Uh, he goes on to tell him, uh, you're letting things distract you. Uh, so I come to talk and as I close, uh, he said, I want you to know, Pastor. Uh, I say, what is that, Lord? Uh, he said, tell the church of God uh, what's coming their way uh, so they won't get distracted. Uh, he said, there are going to be famines uh, and pestilence uh, and wars and rumors of wars. Uh, amen. Man fighting among families, uh, hateful people for hating people for no reason, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, and tell them don't be, uh, don't be worried, uh, but look up, uh, cause your redemption drawn now. Uh, you ought to tell them uh, that I know it looks bad, uh, but the better it looks uh, for the world, the better it looks for you. As bad as it looks, 
it still look good to you. Somebody ought to shout glory. The world is more focused, if you will, on the latter, the promises of God. They want God to bless them. But the reality of it is, there's an open door. And the door does not have Mercedes and Bentleys in it. It does not have Gucci and Louis behind it. The door that is opened has salvation for lost souls. Somebody ought to shout glory. Strength for the weaknesses. Good God from Zion. Sustainment for the righteous. Support for the forgotten. Love for the hated. Peace for the confused. Life for the death. Forgiveness for sinners. Supply for all our needs. Tell your neighbor when you walk through the door. It's going to cost you something. Tell your neighbor. Say, oh neighbor. It's going to cost us something. When we walk through the door. When you walk through. You're going to leave sin behind you. Tell your neighbor. When you walk through. You're going to leave weakness behind you. Tell your neighbor. When you walk through. You're going to leave confusion behind you. Depression behind you. Because the joy of the Lord. Will become your strength. You're going to leave. Sandy foundation. Because the rock. Upon which you stand that rock is Jesus the chief cornerstone somebody ought to shout glory you ought to tell your neighbor when you walk through the door you're going to leave fear behind you yeah though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil cause the Lord he's with me with his rod and his staff he comforts me you'll leave enemies cause he prepared a table in the presence of your enemy you're gonna be anointed because the Lord is my shepherd you ought to tell your neighbor leave it behind walk through the door it's gonna cost something but walk through the door folk won't understand you people won't like you People gonna laugh at you. Folks gonna stab you in your back. Walk through the door. Don't let them stop you. Famine everywhere. Pestilence. But walk through the door. Sickness gonna come. Walk through the door. Death gonna show up. Walk through the door. Don't let your life be lived under cloud of gray haze. The Lord is your strength. The Lord is your help. Walk through the door. We're so easily distracted today. When people pray, I listen to how they pray. Peace, Lord, peace. When they say peace, then comes sudden destruction. People want what they want. 
But God says, I give you an open door. You can walk through it and reap the benefits of my kingdom. Or you can stand there and tell everybody you are there. But when the door is shut and the Lord says, how you get in here? You remember the parable at the wedding? You don't even have on the right garment, man. Cast him out. You can't walk through the door without faith. You cannot walk through the door with your own ideology of how you're going to live when you walk through the door. Every sanctified holiness church is dealing with everything from pornography to, to pedophilia as if God was not going to test us. Oh my goodness. He got to make sure his church is right. You think that he going to have, if he going to tell you let the tag grow with the wheat, that the tag going to try to tab something? They trying to tab your marriage, trying to tab your Sunday school, trying to tab your children, trying to tear you up. But God said, I know your works. I know you have little strength. But I place before you this day an open door. Now walk through it. If I walk through the door, I will not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Oh, I ain't gonna get, I ain't gonna get no help. I wish I had somebody in here got some real family members, got some real problems. I wish I had somebody got some real sisters and brothers, got some real issues. They all messed up from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. And they all talk about how they know God, but refuse to walk through the door. And they think if they talk about it long enough, it's going to change. But the Bible says, come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Then you got preachers. I shouldn't go here, but I'm going. Then you got preachers that still with that superficial stuff that ain't changing nobody's heart, but it's tapping into their psyche. And now they worship the creature more than the creator because they rest on the man's word than God's word. I've been having this contextual battle with this Hebrew Israelite that I keep telling him he's not a Hebrew and he's not an Israelite and I had to tell him you need to read Amos 3 and 3 how can two walk together except they be in agreement he said if this means you're not going to text me no more I haven't texted him a response 
Because until you understand that Jesus is God, I'm wasting my air. Until you understand that being water baptized in Jesus' name is it, I can't talk to you. And until you understand in Acts 15, the law was put to sleep because Jesus was the propitiation and the fulfillment of the law. He gave two commandments, love the Lord thy God with all your mind, your heart, your soul, and your strength. May not be quoting it right. And love your neighbor as yourself. And the second one is harder than the first one. I'm going to get something. I'm all right now. I feel good. I might stay around a while. Oh, I love the Lord. Do you love who? I can't stand them. Guess what? Then guess what? You're just a liar. And then you come to church distracted by your own behavior. And we don't want our character to be changed. But I'm so grateful that the Lord is transforming my ideas about external presentation. I ain't going to get no help in here. Even the Lord changes that over time because he wants you to understand it ain't in what you look like on the outside, but it's what you smell like on the inside. He said, but you rotten. My brothers and my sisters in my clothes, everybody in here, there's open doors. Your pastor's trying to take you through it. And some of y'all are like this. Too much light over there. He's got his hand on the plow. He plowing. Pastor Chris is to his right. And Sister Jessica and Sister Yvonne is right there next to him. They plowing. He said, would y'all come on? I'm plowing. Plant. Throw the seed out. I'm like, I ain't throwing this seed out. This, throw this out for who? I don't talk to nobody. You better walk through that door. This corner is blessed. Go tell your friends. We're going to walk through this door. Your pastor's trying to walk you through a door. It ain't comfortable because it's not supposed to be. Anything that God does is never comfortable for anybody who does it. Moses said, I'm not, I, I can't do it. Samuel didn't want to hear him, thought it was Eli. Saul wanted to do it himself when the Lord said, I want you to do it. Saul said, well, I think I'll do what I want to do. David had to realize that he was a sinner. When God begins to expose it to us, we have to do it. The will of God is never easy. If it's easy, it's your will. Write that down. If it's easy, it's your will. If it's difficult, it's God's will. Because I don't know how God could convince me to do what I do. And as intelligent and brilliant as your pastor is in his secular work, it take God to touch somebody like that. Because most folk that intelligent be prideful. I ain't going to get no help in here. 
But God let y'all see he's taking y'all through an open door. If you don't mind, if I borrow some stuff I saw on Facebook. How is it that God takes a father who has a son who is a technical writer who writes manuals and another son who has a patent and the father get a patent the same week? Don't tell me he ain't trying to take y'all through an open door. They missed that. They missed that. They missed that. They missed that, Sister Brown. They missed that. They missed that. Let me tell you something. God didn't give you a pastor like he gave you for y'all to just sit and say, well, we'll just keep on going through the motions. Man, y'all better, listen, Milwaukee got a few hundred thousand folk. You better find somebody to tell. Jesus is, is still saving. Start with your own house. I didn't come all this way to start no mess. I came to encourage y'all, walk through the door. This ministry will cost you something. Everybody in here going to have to pay the price. He pays the greater price. But everybody's going to cost. But you got to walk through the door. Whatever you're given to do, do it with all your heart. Do it with all your heart. Do it with all your love for God and your pastor and your leader. Do it so that God gets the glory. Because all you, watch this, I don't care if nobody gives you a dollar. To hear him say, well done, is worth everything. Let us bow our heads. Kind Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. That we stand, many of us, at a threshold. A threshold, Lord, that if we walk through, we're going to leave some friends behind. We're going to leave some family behind. We're going to be ridiculed and talked about, laughed at. We're going to be told, why you go to that church on the corner? And our answer will be because that's where the Lord is. That's where the power of God is. Father, I pray God give boldness and courage to these your people in this portion of the vineyard. Anoint this congregation. Let their words fall on ears that are willing to hear. Let their hands touch and people be healed and recovered. Let this sanctuary be full. I pray your blessing upon this pastor. Thank you for Pastor Brownie. Thank you for him, for what you've made him. Thank you for his wife. Thank you for his assistant pastor and his wife. Thank you for the work they do. Thank you for how great you've made them. This is not some haphazard situation. But this is orchestrated by you. This is your plan. This is your will. And it does cost. But Lord, I thank you that he's willing to pay the price. Thank you for somebody that's willing to pay the price for your people. Now, Father, I ask God, you would undergird those who are weak. Strengthen them. Sanctify those who seek sanctification and give power and strength 
as you begin to make separation happen in the lives of all of us, that in everything that we do, you will get the glory, the honor, and the praise. I pray for every marriage in this house. Let your anointing rest upon every marriage. And for every single person, God, that you would give strength. And fill this house with your power daily. And bless them to prosper in every way. And we shall give you praise. Send help from your sanctuary and power from your throne on high. Bless and we shall be blessed. Keep us and we shall be kept. Prosper and we shall prosper. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together. Give God praise. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. The door is open. Let's walk through.